Lord and the moon. Yeah. <laughs> to lift off the ground Jesus love you Holy Ghost wow there is such a blissful high realm of peace that has opened up at Joel's bar really this last week it feels so much more open and spacious it kind of feels like broadcasting inside fluffy pillows mm. <laughs> It's really nice. A lot of things are shifting right now. It's nice to feel like your wings have some space to move around, not just be all cramped up. It's good. Open places, wide open spaces in the greater graces, blasting the human races with <laughs> Jesus. The only name that frees us and deflees us. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Amen. She needs wide open spaces. <laughs> he gets the bugs out of our hair, the demonic influence of any thing in the world that is speaking into our emotions, our feelings, our time. Anything that's stealing our time, anything that's stealing our rhyme. Anything that's stealing our wine, amen. It's time to put it down so we don't end up with a frown and we can wear the glory gown. <laughs> Shaba. Whoa. Jesus. Just want everyone to enjoy the river in a higher dimension than ever before tonight. How many of y'all know the Bible's true? It says, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. That's where you're going. What do you want to be when you grow up? A citizen of heavenly Jerusalem. The city that's made glad by the streams of God. <laughs> Amen. Where he's wiped away the tears from your eyes and all the sin we despise. The city of holiness, it's called in Revelation 22. So you don't end up blue because you believe that the Holy Ghost is going to follow through. <laughs> Love you, Lord. We just, I just rededicate your lives to Jesus right now. <laughs> Look at all the volunteers in the day of your power, Holy wow, Ghost. Yay. <laughs> it is wonderful to be in a company of people set apart to overcome all that is in the world, dedicated unto Him, a holy priesthood, a royal nation that goes from glory to glory and never settles. 
That's what we want. People that will never be settlers. This is, this is a settler-free zone. Even on the throne, you're in a settle-free zone. Why? Because the throne is mobile. The throne is full of wheels and eyes, and it's taking you into higher places in God tonight. Jesus. We want to rise. Now, this is the verse that just blasted me to kingdom come tonight. I don't think I'd ever seen it in this light before. Exodus 24, verse 1, it says, in literally in Hebrew, ascend to yad he vav he <laughs> Oh, yeah. Ascend to yad he vav just say it out loud. Ascend, ascend to yad he vav he yad he vav he That's how the ancient Hebrews said the name of God. It's yad he vav he which are four letters that encompass the fullness of God. Amen. It's who God revealed himself mm. to Moses as yad he vav he which are four Hebrew letters. Mm -hmm. And the Bible commands that you ascend to yad he vav he which really means it's a commandment to come up into the celestial realm. Amen. God's name is also his resting place. There is a land with his name inscribed upon it. It's called mm. the promised land. The promised land is the, the land of God's name. Tell you the truth, it's not on earth. On earth is where you get saved from death. Amen. If you stay on earth, you get twice dead. It is written. Which means ascend to Yahweh. We read in the New Testament to you this last week over 222 scriptures on ascending in the New Testament alone. 222 ascending to yad he vav -He in the New Testament alone. Which means after you're born again, it's your ticket not out of hell, out of earth. You know you're in false Christianity of getting saved is your ticket out of hell. Because you don't even have a picture of where you're going. It's like just to get out of Egypt. It's just to cross the Red Sea. To die in the wilderness. That ain't Christianity, man. You gotta get into the promised land. You gotta understand the Jurassic-sized wine grapes. He saved the best wine for last. It's drinking in these overcomers' realms that is what's gonna transfigure you out of a human animal into a divine angel. Mm. First and foremost, we say, why do people get devoured by the enemy and end up so terrible and be bad leaders all the time? They didn't understand the transformation, and they didn't understand the promised land. Mm -hmm. Which means the wilderness eats them up with snakes and scorpions, and those are written in the book of Revelation that they get devoured by mm -hmm. scorpions. They had the tails of scorpions. Mm -hmm. And even worse than if you try to go up the mountain without being sanctified like Moses... Oy, oh man then you got you don't just have little deadly snakes you got like I don't even know what do you want to call them giant <laughs> giants of, on the mountaintop in the cosmic pterodactyls spheres. that is true I did wrestle a pterodactyl <laughs> one time that was younger in my in my walk and I was in the spirit realm just 
moving some, we were moving with some people and they were trying to avoid like the combat areas to try and get some people through and then we end up getting into a scuffle with some demons and one of them did look like a pterodactyl and it picked me up and wanted to drop me and dash me on the rocks or something like got it in the vice not today satan no and i i tried i was trying to break its <laughs> neck but i wasn't strong enough so i like do it down in the ground and i prayed to the lord I said, man i woke up and i had some bruises on my it, it, like bruised my physical body a little bit that was a long time ago we're, we're doing a lot different than that but i just want to encourage you that you will not you die by pterodactyls, pterodactyls. <laughs> that's a prophetic word for someone <laughs> you will not die by pterodactyls the foul, detestable, horned demon birds ain't going to eat you up. Mm-hmm. Amen. Oh, there's a covenant mm-hmm. promise we want to embrace. That's why, oh yeah, this is a season, the Lord said, bulk up your inner man. Right? Bulk up your inner man. You need a strong spirit. Right? So when we had seasons where it was like wrestling, hand-to-hand combat with Jezebel, it was like a year ago, two years ago. <laughs> and it was just like, whoo, man, that stuff is nasty, you know? But it is, it's hand-to-hand combat wrestling. You can read it in the New Testament, he talks about it. But uh, I think I was staying here at the crack house visiting one time. And I was like, uh, the Spirit told me, all right, it's time to, you know, launch out. I'm going to travel. You're going to travel in the Spirit. We're going to go deal with some stuff. And so I just laid down, and then I popped out. And the Spirit, you know, took me. And then I ended up wrestling with Jezebel hand-to-hand combat. And the rivers, like the power that comes out of the hands that you lay on for praying, became like torrents of living water. And so it was just, it was this intense wrestling, but I realized we, at that point in time, we were pretty closely matched. Because if you grow your spirit and you bulk up, you feed on, on the word, the prophetic promises, the drunken glory, wine and bread of Melchizedek's table, and then you exercise your spiritual senses. And you feast, 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 and you exercise your spiritual senses. For you. So you're bulking up. Right, we're going through a bulking phase, right? And uh, <laughs> I'm going through a binge drinking phase. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we have confirmation on Gideon's 300 this week. <laughs> Drunken glory. And the wagon. How to abuse the wine, wine correctly? <clears throat> <laughs> because think about it. You need that because when you're getting into conflict, you want to not be able to feel any of it, right? So just. We do that. So anyway, so there's that hand-to-hand combat, but I remember I was so, it was a close match, but I needed backup. And so I call out for help in the spirit realm. Sure enough, there's Brandon's spirit comes busting in. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. And uh, then we had another person, I think it was Jake, witnessed the whole thing in the spirit realm. It's like, you're not going to believe what I saw last night. And just like, try me. <laughs> he watched the whole thing. And um, so that was another season. But what had to have the breakthrough for us to get some people healed around here that season uh, was we ended up doing like a lot of bible time bible into the eyes you feel that <clears throat> loose so this season you know we're fighting things that is like jezebel on steroids so i mean you just can't even compare she's very tiny compared to them they're very big but all compared to god they're very tiny. But, you know, when it comes to what we need to do, we have to decrease. Like, the flesh has to decrease. Right? The seed of the appetites of the soul and the flesh, that has to decrease. Right? So those are the things that we're cutting away. See that nasty? Yeah. And, uh... 
<laughs> gone. <laughs> and um, yeah, so all the stuff is getting cut it cut out. Yeah, die. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay. One. So they're getting yeah. Fixed it. Fixed. So this season, the Lord was really uh, talking a lot about getting some kind of drunken glory, right? What's the difference between how you're going to use the drunken glory now and maybe how you did in, in ignorance before? It's for the purpose to energize your spirit, right? To get into that berserker anointing for war. The cutting away of those things that God wants to remove from us. And then the building up of the inner man, building yourself up, praying in tongues, putting the word into your eyes and your ears, exercising your spiritual senses, all those things, drinking the wine, eating the bread. And so what happened was with an intense diet of those spiritual things, then the inner man really does bulk up. It, it's not just like an, imag oh, an imaginary, woo, you know, that's when it's all charismatic bewitchment. They stay tiny and, and frail little spirits and get big ideas and so none of it actually works so when you're going when you're in hand-to-hand -hand combat wrestling these things there is a danger of actually getting physically hurt or physically touched right like um, when i was you know younger and, and i would be wrestling things sometimes i'd wake up with physical bruises why is that i was just you know i was out of my body how did my body get hurt this is something you have to understand about the healing of the body. So if you're dealing with chronic illnesses or diseases, this also applies to you. When there is a wound in your spirit or in your soul, your soul is affected by spirit, spirit's affected by soul. If you need more info on that, you can check out Gwen Shaw, The Fine Line Between Soul and Spirit. She talks about all that. And we also have some of that in our Training in Righteousness Masterclass. 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 So you can, you know... So you can get with it, so you can bulk up your inner man. But literally, if something is hurting in your spirit, or hurting in your soul, if there's an actual wound there, it can eventually transfer into your body. And so that's the source of different diseases and issues and things like that. Or something can happen on the outside to your body. But if something is, by the time it's touching you in the natural realm, there's already something going on in the invisible realm. So it's good if you if you're sick and you need to go to the doctor, you can go to a doctor. If you break an arm, you take them and they're gonna put a cast on it. But you wanna deal with what's the invisible realm thing happening. Right? So that's the difference between like quick miracle healings, and we do see those happen. We've seen your know, cancer healed, we've seen chronic diseases healed. Even open sores when someone was watching Brandon just laughing with pictures of bacon sizzling in the background. Uh, they're physically their arm closed up just watching the show totally the healed ba the bacon anointing. the bacon anointed that one's really powerful very powerful very powerful bacon anointed baconator glory and uh but it's on god wants you to understand these things because when you understand these things it keeps you from running after healings over there revival over there conference over here over there and, and looking outward that's fine you know get someone hot hands to lay hands on you or watch the broadcast and get your healing or whatever that works but unless you fix the underlying cause in the spirit you're going to continue to have problems that's the difference that's that slow burn 
of the hottest part of the embers of a fire. Someone who is fully dedicated in their soul, devoted to God, in your spirit cleansed of iniquity. Right, so you do the work, you go through that. You go through the master class, you go through the training in righteousness, you make the sacrifice of self. And as your spirit becomes healed, you get that priest ephod of lightning going. That continual healing in your spirit pours out into the soul. And that's what that patient fruitfulness of that tree of life growing in you removes death. And so that's where we see those strongholds of sickness, strongholds of chronic disease, or like no matter who I go to or how anointed they are, the prayer just doesn't work. I don't get healed, I don't understand. Does God even want to heal me? This is what you need to do. Build up your inner man. Mm -hmm. Sacrifice the self and soul. Because he is the tree of healing of life itself. And that fruitfulness progressively takes down those big strongholds. It's, It's strong. God is a mighty tower. He is that stronghold of righteousness. You set up a stronghold of righteousness, a fruitful tower. It's Whoa. going to gradually burn out all sickness and disease. And that's what we see in people who take this path. So as we're talking about this, another thing the Lord wanted to mention was that as we're fighting against, we had confirmations on, you know, Lilith and things like that. We're talking about the black moon, yep. the world of Berea of Yetzira, all that stuff going on. And you're like, well, what am I going to do? Like, yeah. Well, build up your inner man. Raise up win. the shield of faith. Right. And if you need to know how to not get eaten up by principalities, I highly recommend that you go through this week's Joel's Bar and you just do it, go over it. Brendan said some really... Yesterday. Oh, man. I mean, all week had good stuff, but yesterday, that snippet, or was it on... Uh, maybe someone can make a snippet of that. It's so powerful and it's so simple. You just get out of your head, get in your spirit... Go through the go through the shows. I tell you, when you go back and you listen a second time, put it on when you sleep. Your spirit is awake when you're asleep. So when you put on Joel's bar, when you put on the Bible, you put on the book of Jasher, you're eating for your spirit through the night. And so that's going to help you. And so whatever it is you're facing, whether you're on the front lines like us, you know, facing off things, you're like, how am I going to do this? Build up your inner man. Wherever you're at right now that you're facing, you want to grow your spirit to be as large as that thing so that you're hand-to-hand combat. If they're smaller than you, like the snakes, you can eat them. We do that sometimes. You can devour them, bind them up or send them like a fire. But if it's bigger than you, you're going to need a team of warriors or you're going to be walking in holiness and righteousness and have angels at that level. How are you going to get angels at that level? By rising. So you make the sacrifice of soul, get the circumcision, and as you go up to that level where those holy angels can be assigned to you, because if you're not walking in that level of righteousness, you're not going to be in that realm of that angel. So then grace abounds. So, Amen. So how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? Well, I tell you the truth, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. (laughs) For apart from me, you can do nothing, so ain't doing it alone. Right. That's what the covenant is. What kind of covenant do we have? 
a covenant with the Holy Ghost and the blood of Jesus and Father God so strong that all the power of the Holy Spirit is available for your spirit all the time. First and foremost, the covenant is with your spirit because God's spirit. So if you're not interested in getting your spirit healed, Jesus said, what good is it to just go into destruction with a healed body? Right. You get your spirit healed. Now you can see Jesus as the angel of the Lord over there in a human body. But if you don't see the spirit and it's Mm -hmm. just about the body, you'll always be off no matter Mm -hmm. how much good godly Christianity you're around. Because it's soul builds up soul, flesh builds up flesh, but spirit builds up spirit. And only the spirit being built up raises you into heaven. So the second Adam raises you into heaven because Jesus is here, the Bible says, as a life-giving spirit. Mm -hmm. The spirit of Jesus told the apostles what to do through dreams and visions and prophecy Mm -hmm. because as they did the works of the spirit of Christ, they ascended to Yahweh. Mm -hmm. It's through obedience with the body and the soul loving what God's telling you to do because it's his commandments that prove if you love him or not. Proving that you love Jesus instead of Satan. You know, you can only love Jesus or Satan. There ain't nothing in between. Mm. We got this idea when all this stuff down here, it's just loving Jesus or loving the devil. Mm -hmm. And that's just as simple as it gets in everything in your life with your time, Mm with your money, with your relationships, with every aspect of your existence. It's either the love of Jesus or the love of the devil. And when we get humble, we realize there's love of the devil in us. The love of the things of this world is what causes them to go astray every time in the New Testament. The love of the world and all that is in the world is the the carnality of the flesh, the reasoning of the mind, the seeking of knowledge and fame and vainglory, accumulation of goods, pride of life, Mm -hmm. lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, all the things that satisfy the fading nature, the carnal man. Mm -hmm. But there is a satisfying of the Holy Ghost. (laughs) There is a loving on the Holy Ghost where the Holy Ghost, you can feel him smiling over you. You can feel him smiling within you. You know why your faces emanate with joy and just bubble up with laughter and giggling all the time? Because the Holy Spirit is smiling inside your hearts. Therefore, your cup is overflowing with the joy of your God. And why is it the joy of the Lord? Because the joy of the Lord, the Lord himself, has become your strength. It's not the soul strength. It's not the flesh strength, which is not by might nor by power. Mm. It's not soul strength. It's not the strength of the intellect. It's not flesh strength. It's not the strength of muscles. Mm -hmm. It is the strength of the Holy Ghost. You're building up your Holy Ghost muscles. Yeah. (laughs) As we learn to spirit build, we will then be a body of Christ bodybuilder. That's right. Amen. Amen. Have we learned to feed our spirit? What feeds our (laughs) spirit? We've told you this before many times. This is the purpose of God for your life is to learn (laughs) how 
to do the will of God with your spirit. Do you even lift his name on high? <laughs> you see Jesus as the bodybuilder? <laughs> no one's more swole than Jesus. I love, I love those pictures. You'll never be more swole than Jesus. <laughs> Just bench pressing the weight of the world off of your shoulder. effortlessly. Yeah. yeah, just let him bench press all the weight off your shoulders tonight. Yeah, amen. amen. Jesus is spotting you on the He's bench spot- press. You can count on him. He did the deadlift so you don't get <laughs> dead. That one really got you. The deadlift so you don't die. Jesus. So we're learning how to exercise. It says in Hebrews that a fully mature child of God has their senses fully exercised, not once, but constantly exercised in what? Spiritual intelligence, doing the will of God, which means that your mind is renewed to the benefit of walking in spirit. Have you noticed People get born again and they're not circumcised of heart, so they don't live after the spirit part of them for building up their spirit. So instead of spirit building, which is the Lord building the house so the laborers don't labor in vain, we get into soul building. If you look around out here, the truth anyhow is 99% of Christianity is for soul building. Soul building is vanity, chasing after the wind. Soul building builds up the emotional person and heals them emotionally but doesn't build up the spirit so they're still carnal i just heard that that was the fattening themselves in the day of slaughter this is why you get most people offended by true spiritual ministry if you haven't noticed because if your spirit man's built up you have a glorified angelic personality Mm -hmm. with yad hey vav hey's intelligence Mm -hmm. you got jesus christ's intelligence working in your spirit that person ain't gonna get offended by nothing in order to get your spirit that strong, you've already gotten the, the sin nature out of you. The Adamic, old religious person, the old religious woman out of you. The old religious man burnt out of you. You're not even interested in those things. The spirit man is so strong, the Bible says it can't even die. So it can't. it's not fragile. It's not even sensitive. It's tougher than death. Who overcomes death? He who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. He has overcome death at birth. Your spirit man is stronger than death, but death is a spirit. The issue is, you got to disciple the soul. Losing the soul is the daily burnt offering. Losing the emotions, the mindsets, the strongholds, your culture... Your male and female Greek and Hebrew existence, your rich and poor, educated, uneducated, all these things that we characterize our personality in to the natural realm, which are all sins. It's all sins, guys. It's all death and it's deception. It's nonsense. It has the appearance of something there, but it it fades away with use. Mm. The Bible says everything that fades away with use is not divine. 
So we grow in wisdom learning through what we go through in life that there are some things in our lives that aren't fading away. You know what we know what it is? Christ inside our hearts. He hasn't faded at all. <laughs> He's there as God on the throne inside our spirit looking for us to focus more on him so we can author and perfect our faith more than this. The greater faith, the greater the elevation. Why is there an elevation of faith? The Bible says, until we reach the unity of the faith. So it speaks of a reaching of unity through faith. Growing in faith is a reaching. It's an elevation. So you go from glory to glory, up 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 through sapphire stones you go right out of the earth mm. right into the stars the the bible teaches that you're going to walk on stars mm. the sun of righteousness will rise in your hearts that's what the morning star is you have those abilities at birth you can train christians in it day one they're saved but mm. instead of being trained in cosmic revelation and dominion over all creation we come under submission to creation and get into birds beasts mm. and reptiles usually within 24 hours of becoming christians mm. so what we deal with mostly in full-time ministry is undoing false christianity or carnal externalism of what the enemy has sowed into you in jesus's name but it's not jesus at all and just getting all that stuff burnt off mm. of you that's why the bible says restore the joy of salvation, the perfection of original being saved by the word of God that's perfect and all the additions and all the stuff that we added afterwards just needs to get burnt up. That's why you're tested in fire. These seeds unravel through the fire of death. Not the death of hell, the death of Jesus on the cross, which causes the seed to come forth and bear forth 30, 60, and 100 fold in your hearts and up through your minds. The renewing of the mind is the seed growing through the mind like a fresh tender shoot of Isaiah 11, which is the leadership of the fruitfulness of the seed of the word of God growing in the soil of your hearts through the development and the building up of your spirit which is why the Spirit's poured out in all flesh. Doesn't mean anyone does anything with it. Some absolutely do. You can bear fruit, but the Spirit, the Bible says, is poured out on all humanity. That's what it says. All flesh has received the Spirit. What's the issue? Clearly, it doesn't do anything for flesh, does it? No, they still go to hell if it just pours through the flesh. You ain't going to make it. You're dead. The issue is the reaction of your spirit to the spirit poured out in all flesh. We confess with our spirit, Jesus is Lord, and we're saved. So it means there has to be an acknowledgement and an awakening of the spirit. You lay hands on your belly in that part of you, in your spirit man in your belly. And when your spirit man acknowledges the spirit that's poured out on how much flesh? Just Christian's flesh? That's not what the Bible says on all flesh the spirit is already poured out on all flesh the issue is hearts have to awaken by coming into union and agreement with the spirit of truth most human spirits are absolutely opposed to their creator 
I mean, it's huge amounts of Christians. It's, I'm not obviously if you're not a believer, your spirit doesn't agree with the spirit of truth, and they're out there propagating the dumbest lies of all time. We expect that from those that follow the devil and believe lies and Darwinism and all the dumb sorceries that they practice. All that you can expect that from the wicked. What we need is from the believers to get rid of just flesh and spirit. You can have flesh that receives spirit, but it won't do you any good. It won't do you any good. Mm-hmm. Carnal kind of revival. Around. It reminds me of the little, pa- you know, the little paper <laughs> straw wrappers in the restaurant. You ever do them? You fold them up into a little accordion, and you put little drops of water on them, and it just kind of wriggles around like a snake. No. Okay. That's anyway, why. That's what it's like. Listen, when the flesh is responding to the spirit, I don't take it seriously. When the spirit man's built up by the spirit. That's but the fathering. So touched. How can you be That's so? the fathering of spirits. That's what we take seriously. God is a gardener of the human spirit. God's a father of spirits. That's his name in the Bible, which means how the flesh and soul reacts means zero. Zero. That's why we seem harsh. They're having an emotional experience. That's why we seem harsh. That's why we seem not loving. That's why there's so much negative reaction to the fathering of spirit. Because the spirit doesn't need the soul or the flesh to grow. The soul and the flesh get crucified as you allow and respond with your spirit. So you just go to zero in your feelings and emotions. It doesn't mean you're not sensitive it means now your feelings and emotions are from your spirit which means you're healed healed and you're not controlled by devils and demons and emotionalism and all the newest fad of winds of doctrines blowing through churches you're not influenced by the world can we expose that heresy of the you're never gonna be any more holier than you already are that one i don't want any other people get snagged by that one yeah that's a heresy there are charismatic leaders now that are so far off and most of you are friends with them on Facebook and it's it is some of the most heretical teachings I've ever seen being introduced by charismatic leaders right now. It is so sad. It's so bad. But guess what? God's glad and we're going to go up and just burn it up. But I'm telling you right now, many of these leaders are absolute liars. And the reason why, God told me why so many of these leaders just start saying the wrong stuff instead of what God's saying today, is because they've rejected the process, and they've rejected the promise line, or they're ignorant of it. A lot of them have barely even heard a cosmic gospel, or the angel preaching the gospel from midair in the book of Revelation. Most of them have never even heard that, so I'm not saying they're doomed, I'm just saying they're no longer really leaders. That's what I'm saying. They're not really leading you anywhere. In fact, what they're saying right now is so far off. If you people are influenced by most charismatic leaders, you're lost. You're not even aware what God's doing in these days. It's going to be based on some kind of soulish, earthly thing with Mm -hmm. Pentecostal irrevocable gifts that have nothing to do with obedience whatsoever unless you're Mm -hmm. going up onto the mountain. Right. And now it's interesting, too, to look at the strategic reasons why would the demons start sending off those kinds of winds of doctrines? Why is that? Because think about it. Look at look at the shadows. The shadows tell us what's going on. You know, what's kind of going on. You can look at it and see behind it, through the mirror, through the veil, what's going on behind the scenes. So 
when we started really walking in celestial holiness, what was one of the top songs that was trending? Unholy, right? Things like that. That's just one. That's just one There's small example. There's a song example. out there, real popular, called Unholy. I know it's like crazy. <laughs> So, but it always has How to do with whatever, whatever God is doing. There's always like an <laughs> and there's like always that antithesis. There's always that <laughs> antichrist spearing is always anti what God's doing. So right, because antichrist <laughs> spirit is always anti what God is doing. So whatever God is doing right now, you'll see they're promoting the opposite of what God's doing, right? Training in righteousness, which is. Okay, so this this is why that heresy of you're already perfect, you're already perfectly holy, just in your spirit. Oh, we all sin, we all sin all the time. It denies the process of sanctification. I think Bobby Connor would agree with me on that. And look, let's look at this. Romans 6.19 AMPC. I am speaking in familiar human terms because of your natural limitations. For as you yielded your bodily members and faculties as servants to impurity and ever-increasing lawlessness. So now, he's giving them an instruction. If they were already walking in this, he wouldn't be giving them the instruction to do this. So now, yield your bodily members and faculties, once for all as servants to righteousness, right being and doing, which leads to sanctification. Right, Ser being a servant to righteousness leads to sanctification it's that process of sanctification that if you're just content like oh, i can't get any holier than this god already did it and i'm we're good i try my best i'm not perfect that's the person no longer building up their spirit they're lost right so <laughs> the the narrow path this is righteousness is the way up and it is sanctification for your soul which is glory to glory we're going holy to holy and if you look at the pattern of the temple what it represents in the sapphire stones, you have the, each one of those trees has the outer court, the holy place, and the holy of holies. So there was a there's a different level of sanctification for the high priest when he would go in just once a year into the holy of holies. Well, if that area is represented, the temple is a layout of the invisible realm. The whole purpose of the animal sacrifices, the priesthood, and all that. That existed so that we could have an understanding that, right, it was a shadow of the things to come. Jesus was the fulfillment of those things. So now we can walk in the invisible realities. So if you're just going to be content with your outer court level of sanctification, you're not going to rise. So to go from outer court to holy place, it required them to be set apart, washed, sanctified, covered in the blood. Right? And progressively, as you go higher, there's more sanctification. You're going glory to glory from holy to holy of holies. The outer court is earthly Christianity, which is over 99% of Christianity that's out there right now. Okay, So it's extremely uncommon. I don't think there's any other people besides this group that is pioneering to the heights of God inside-minded that's available in Enoch. And, you know, it's a pioneering work, mm -hmm. which means when you're pioneering, like Joshua and Caleb, all that is old, that is previous, that is settled for the wilderness, has to die off. It doesn't mean we wish anyone to die. It just means it must be burned away. Mm -hmm. When the new comes, the old must 
be thrown away and discarded like a used garment, it is written. We're in the process of discarding the old right now. And it's gruesome because most are clinging to the old. You don't have the majority in agreement with the new. You have a remnant that's microscopic in the natural, but gigantic in the spiritual. You ha- the remnant that is pioneering cosmic righteousness is gigantic in the spirit. I mean, they are likened to archangels and watchers over nations in their invisible spirit. But in the realm of the natural, it's the smallest remnant of people in right standing with God I literally know of in the world right now. So it's just, it's such a high honor. It, and even the suffering is so completely obliterated by the joys of pioneering the depths of God and what's available in the New Covenant. So nice. You forget about that stuff because the reactions are usually carnal from a Christianity of an outer court that mainly meets the body's needs and the soul's needs that doesn't even understand the spirit's needs and the spirit part is what serves God, the fathering of spirits. And so... We are transitioning from trampling the holy place underfoot, which is prioritizing Christianity in the soul man, to building up the spirit and ruling as spirit beings, which is called the kingdom age. The kingdom age is a people that have allowed their spirit to be fathered up to be the exact likeness of the invisible God, the outrain brilliance of the light being, Hebrews 1.3. Mm-hmm. That has not happened. We are in the process of that, of people reacting to the full gospel, the literal full gospel for the spirit man to be transfigured into its original design of the Garden of Eden. The reaction to this message going forth into all the earth is separating inner court from outer court. The outer court is 99%. It really is. Inner court is much, much less. And the the holy place is pretty much unknown. Holy place is living in the realms of the sapphire stones, where your angel, your spirit man, is always in those sapphire spheres. It's always in the cosmic realms of the overcomers, Revelation 5.10, they shall rule with me from the heavenly angelic sphere for how long? A thousand years. So the day of rest is a people that enter and conquer the second heavens and reign and rule in Christ's nature from the second heavens over the earth. The Bible specifically says they'll be over the earth. The only way you get over the earth is just by understanding the moon is over the earth the sun is over the earth and the planetary spheres are over the earth from those spheres you will rule over the earth and that's absolutely the truth anyhow now the christians that believe that and walking in don't exist yet mm-hmm. you guys are choosing right now if you want to be chosen to be in these realms to rule over the earth it'll be a small remnant just like david and his mighty men it was like David and three guys, a very small group that grew because they had the anointing for the promises. The majority don't mean crap, guys. Wide is the path of destruction. Many find that. The many are in the majority of destruction, Mm -hmm. as we've seen. It's the few that find the narrow path, which means they go higher into Mm -hmm. undiscovered open countries. 
into new realms that have not been pioneered before. We're going into realms that Enoch has rarely had company in. And it's not just going up to Enoch. There is a law to the luminaries. It's taken the book of Enoch and understanding the law of Enoch. You know the law of Moses. Well, that's fulfilled in Christ. Well, what is the law of Enoch? It's the law of the sun and the moon and the stars. It Does it need to be fulfilled in Christ? No, it's perfect from the beginning. What needs to happen is you go up there and walk in those places and take the new covenant in those bodies with you and heal those places that have been abused by our enemies. But the law is working there nevertheless. Not the law of Moses, the law of Enoch. It's the law of the luminaries. This is primordial Torah, or the original word that created the heavens and the earth. That word doesn't need fulfilling. Why? Because that word is perfect. Amen. Whereas the Old Testament needed fulfilling, it was not perfect. The original word that created everything that obeys its orbit is not fallen. What's fallen is you, which means you're going up into a higher law, overcoming the man of lawlessness. Mm. What does that mean? The earthly man that is not, not heavenly yet. Overcoming lawlessness, according to First. John is overcoming the Antichrist, which means overcoming the rebellion against the stars, the rebellion against the law of Enoch, the rebellion against the sun. That's what it says in Revelation. The sun shall no longer strike them. The sun shall no longer kill them is what it means. The sun will no longer be death to them is what it means because they'll be walking in the law of the sun. Amen. It is the law of righteousness. It's the nature of God and the word that created these realms already is perfect there. It's just you rising to it and getting rid of all the lawlessness out of your hearts and minds. The amount you need to change is so dramatic that when people say such goofy stuff as you're already holy or you're just as perfect as you ever be, it shows you how far from the standard of the teaching of God the Father people are in right now and they can have a million followers. Some of these liars right now that are so far off have literally a million followers. The body of Christ is being led by fools and that's the truth. We need to be led by the law of the luminaries. Amen. Truth anyhow. And it's not popular. It's not known. But because it's not popular, not known, people are dying out here. What is it going to take for us to find the narrow way that overcomes and conquers death? The path of righteousness that shines ever brighter. What is it going to take to come into those conquering realms and wear those overcomers crowns? It's going to take a teaching that's unknown in Christianity that's going to appear controversial just like every other thing that's ever been pioneered by Mm. prophets of every generation of all time. It's to be expected, as they say. It comes with the territory. But those that conquer and pioneer with us who begin to have an understanding of these realms will be greatly rewarded. And since it is the truth anyhow, when you begin to walk in it, It'll have dynamic effects on everything around you. It'll affect your nefesh, (laughs) your being. It'll restore your soul. 
Amen. You'll be more like the angels than the animals. You'll have dominion over the animals when you're with the angels. Mm. What does it say? That Enoch in those days was with the angels. That's right. What does that mean? Oh. That means his inner man was in the second heavens. Check this That's out. That's exactly what it means. Check this out. He said that your animal part of your soul, that lower part of your nature, the nefesh, it's going to transfigure. Because the nefesh is the part of you that has the potential to shine through your skin. Like the heavens, like the sky. Hmm. Your nefesh. Uh, Inside of just being that lower animal nature that just has to die, which it is. It's going to change. Instead of just being like earthly creature, it's going to be like living creature. That is the part of you that has the chance to glow. Now, the part that surrounds it, the darkness around your nefesh, that's what needs circumcised of the soul. That's what keeps your spirit from literally glowing like a light bulb, like Stephen with a glowing face, like Moses with a glowing face, out of your face. There are words that come up to be written on your forehead, and as long as that kind of outer shell of darkness is around your nefesh, the lower nature of the soul, that's what's between your nefesh and your skin. That's what's between you and shining like a light bulb physically. Each one of the layers of your soul was written with the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet by God himself as a master artist. Right? He's, he's a master artist. He created you to shine because he shines. He made you to be like him. Your nefesh has the potential to shine like a star, to shine like a light bulb with the actual words of God physically written on your forehead. But they're not going to shine through unless we deal with the other side. Progressively as we go up and deal with those layers, that's why your countenance becomes brighter. And as you continue on this journey, some of you are going to shine you're going to glow in the dark. You're going to glow in the dark physically. Mm. Because those words, they're already glowing. That's why if you look inside of you, as Whoa. you go up and you've got that inscription on you, as you're going up and you reach Keter of each one, you get that inscription. It's continually glowing like this. It's alive and active, always speaking. And they're the Hebrew letters. Now, I'll share this with you because I know some of you are curious in your studies. Do I look at the, there's like an ancient Hebrew, it looks kind of like a handwritten, and then there's the pretty Hebrew letters. And uh, it, it's that, the ones that he actually uses for the inscription, it was surprising to me at first. It's not those older looking kind of, what, what is that one called that looks like a handwritten, is it fin I can't. We're student ever glory, but the pretty ones are the ones that he uses, which I like because they're pretty. And if you go in, um, it looks like there's a lot of contention amongst scholars. Which one, which one was the one that Moses actually used? Was it this script or that script? Maybe somebody who's more learned than me can help and tell everyone what, what's the name of the pretty script, the pretty one. But that 
one, and it can be, you know, handwritten, but it's just, it's so ornamental. That's the one he uses for the inscription on your soul and all through the layers of you and on your spirit. So I found that to be really interesting, that that's the one he uses. So some of you, you're interested in studying, I'm sure it would all be fruitful, but I wanted to tell you about that one so that, you know, some people were trying to decide which one they wanted to study, so... Probably the one that he's writing on my forehead is the one that'd be more interesting, <laughs> you know? I don't know why he uses it. Probably because it's pretty. That's what I'm guessing. That's my scholarly interpretation, because it's pretty. Psalm says, the entrance of his word gives light. So check this out. Mm. Matthew 3:16. <laughs> after Jesus was baptized, he came up immediately out of the water, and behold, the heavens were opened, and he, John, saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and lighting mm. <laughs> on him. <laughs> light on us, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Holy Spirit is the light. But notice, he's lighting him, Jesus, who is the Word. He's the Holy Spirit. His part in the Trinity is lighting up the Word of God. Light up this Word in their hearts and minds. Light them up. Burn them up. Thank you. Matthew 4.12 When Jesus got word that John had been arrested, he returned to Galilee. He moved from his hometown, Nazareth, to the Lakeside Mansion. Lakeside Mansion. Glory. <laughs> <laughs> Lakeside Mansion Glory Pond. Nestled at the base of the French Riviera and the Naphtali Hills. Cool. Paraphrase. <laughs> the land of Zebulun. Got some good shmiat. <laughs> <laughs> the, the land of Naphtali. Naphtali. Road to the sea over Jordan. Galilee crossroads for the nations. People sitting out their lives in the dark saw a huge light okay what was the huge light they watched the sun come up this isaiah prophesied sermon came to life in galilee the moment jesus started preaching he picked up where john left off change your life god's kingdom is here they saw a huge light what was the huge light the huge amount of word which is the measure of grace that god the father had put in john the baptist the Bible says it was a huge light. John was a huge light. Amen. Matthew 4.15 The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali beside the lake and the countryside beyond the Jordan River, the upper Galilee, where so many foreigners live there, the people sat in darkness have seen a great light. They sat in the land of death and the light broke through upon them. <laughs> How? By the preaching of the man in the river. The word that God had given the man in the river, the prophet Elijah, John the Baptist, his word from the river, the Bible says, was huge light in the land of death of a people sitting in darkness. Mm. So how do we remove the darkness? Get into the river, release the word that God has put in your heart. Release the word that God has put in your heart. Amen. And that is what produces 
like Joel, or I thought Shekinah. you were going to say Joel's Bar. <laughs> That's what produces Joel's Bar. That's our producer. That Joel's Bar producer is the Shekinah. Oh. Known as Shekinah. What is Shekinah? <laughs> the word, but notice there's no Shekinah, there's no light in the region unless it's inside a man or woman's heart. This is where people just totally miss it mm-hmm. with God outside minded bewitchment craziness. Yeah. The word had to be inside a human being. Without a human being, no light. Mm-hmm. Same thing in Genesis 2. Without a human being, no heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. It had never rained until Adam came into the earth. Mm-hmm. And then it began to fountain over the earth. And it says that the vegetation after Adam mm-hmm. appeared on the earth began to bloom. Mm-hmm. Because it, God requires a vessel in order to bring forth his light out of heaven. Without a vessel, without a man or a woman, there's no light, no heaven on earth at all. So the devil's main strategy is to get people God outside-minded, not understanding the value of the last temple, the body of Christ. The vessel, your vessel, my vessel. That vessel can have so much word in it, so much rivers flowing out of your belly that you are a bright light of the people sitting in the land of death in darkness. That's what he wants to do. He wants to turn you into bright lights like beacons, cities on the hill that cannot be hidden, of a lighthouse. Amen. Amen. Here you go. A little more. These are so juicy. Hopefully one of these ones turns into a strobe light. Then we can just have you sit in the corner during the... <laughs> What's your part of the... This be the strobe... I'm the strobe light of the drunken glory. <laughs> that sounds like a cool calling. Eyes of flashing Shekinah fire. The people who were sitting and living in spiritual darkness have seen a great light. <laughs> and for those who are sitting living in the land of shadows of spiritual and moral death upon them light has Woo. dawned light has dawned mm. Matthew 5:14 you are the light of Christ to the entire world you are a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house, which is the earth. Shabbat. Light of the earth. What does the Bible, what did Jesus say? Matthew 5, 16. Let your light shine. What does that mean? Speak the word in the Holy Spirit river. What is letting your light shine? It's letting the word shine from within your hearts. Amen. Let your nefesh be a strobe light. (laughs) Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence and recognize and honor and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Matthew 6.22 The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is clear spiritually perceptive Mm. your whole body will be full of light Mm -hmm. so to have a body of christ full of light takes what a eye or a spiritual perceptive eye 
which means that the spirit man is awakened inside the body. When your spirit man is awakened, your body will be full of light. Think about it on a whole global level. The whole body of Christ. This is the time now, God's challenging me, to intercede for all believers everywhere. Mm. Listen, from the youngest to the greatest, from the most immature to the most mature, for everyone who believes in Jesus, you should be praying for them. Mm-hmm. This is a the holy nation. Look at all the greats in the Bible, and this is what the Spirit was talking about. They always interceded for their nation. It's not talking about necessarily America. It's talking about the spiritual nation of Israel, the new covenant believers who are truly born again and love Jesus. It's your nation. That is your absolute country. And if you understand that and you build that up and you be like Moses who interceded and saved his nation, you be like David interceding and saving his nation. It was all about the benefit of interceding and building up the entire nation. David would even bring the weakest of his nation and build him up. It was. These are all examples in Scripture of how to maintain God's people on earth. That's his nation. Only those who love Jesus that are filled with the Holy Spirit are his holy nation set apart from other nations. We are the Israel of God, Galatians 6, it is written, to be what? The light of the Spirit and the Word. We've been trying to do that in the earthly. No doubt about it. The church age, we've done it in the earthly. Now God commands us, ascend to yad heh and do it in the heavenly. The earthly will not get it done. This is the time where the heavenly gets it done and shakes celestial powers. The shaking of celestial powers will rid the nations of communism. It'll rid the nations of globalism. It'll rid the nations of all the corruption in government and economy. It will be terminated. God will cleanse the earth from evil. But it's only through a people that raise a standard that the floods of judgment come. And the floods of judgment are coming with light. It's this light that is the judgment. Light shines in the darkness and judges and removes the darkness. How bright must we be as a city on a mountaintop? As bright as it takes to remove all the deception in the nations. Mm -hmm. Deception and lies of the nations should have no money, no power, no governmental rulership. They should have no teaching ability. They should have no movement in the heavens or the earth. They should be confined to the lake of fire. They should be destroyed. Amen. Whatever measure of light it takes to destroy Satan and his angels and the kingdom of hell and their works in the world, that's what God is commissioning his believers to walk in. The leaders are going to walk in the greatest light as it's written in Daniel 12.3. Those who teach righteousness or the master class will shine like the stars in the heavens forever. And that those that learn wisdom, they'll shine like the firmament. They'll shine like the sky. Mm. So you're going to shine. It's just degrees and measurements of light according to those who ascend to Yahweh. Amen. A holy soul, a holy Moses. What's a holy Moses? A holy soul. (laughs) 
what's going to empower us to pray for the people, to pray for our families, pray for our loved ones, pray for the nation of Israel. The Father's heart is what really just shifted my heart to see His desire for all of His people, great and small. It's really that union with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that the Spirit searches out the deep things of God and, and has all the heart of God. So when you're intimate with the Holy Spirit, all of the desires and plans and purposes of the Godhead begin to influence your soul. And that's how you know how to pray it. I tell you, it's fascinating to me how much God wants His nation set up on His holy mountain Zion, ruling over the whole planet. With no, with no darkness, corruption, no perversion. But, you know, we, we're too low right now. The problem is, guys... The believers are in too low of an elevation. And the principalities in almost every city in America, and there's tons of Christians in all of America. It's everywhere. There's churches in every corner in America. The issue is you got to take your Christianity and ascend to Yahweh. Without the ascension going up into the high places, there's no taking back what the devil stole from you. You know the song, we're going up to the high places mm -hmm. and going to tear the devil's kingdom down. Well, you got to stay in the high places, otherwise the devil rebuilds his kingdom. Not just the one-time breakthrough of tearing down a principality. You better become the principalities. You better become the princes and the princesses of peace. That's your job, is to rule over the nations. That's written in the Word. The city on a hill. The salt of the earth. The light of the world. If it loses its saltiness, it's good for nothing to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Which means you'll be from below again if you're no longer ascending to Yahweh. If you lose the focus of the purpose of the mission and just go around wandering in the wilderness, which is the earth, and you forget what life's about, you become worthless and you're trampled underfoot. Right. And you don't want to get all the way up to Yasad of Berea of Yetzirah and just be aimlessly floating around the moon. Right? That doesn't help anything. It's the law of Enoch. But what is going what is the holy soul, the soul of Moses, <laughs> the heart of the Father, it's the, the candelabra, it's the seven spirits of God, the menorah lamp. But specifically, if you want to put this in your notes, write it next to Neshama. That is the place of having a, a holy soul. Now when you start your interior journey for the seven mansions, in the sixth castle, you're being made holy. When you enter into the seventh, God and the angels consider you holy. And as long as you stay in the narrow path, keeping in repentance and bringing fruits, you'll be considered by God and all the angels to be holy. That's where it really happens. Now, the old sages, they'd talk about the test. I didn't see this until after I'd already been through the sixth like the first layer of the sixth mansion. But they, they talk about the, the test of the sixth mansion, and some of you are going to, you know, deal with that. I thought it was interesting how they say, make sure that you pass the test of the sixth mansion. And there, there's some depth to it, and I can't say I understand it fully. But they say, don't say water, you know, that it's water when you see it. That is water, you know, or are these waters? You know, we're walking in the grace of Jesus. For them in their time, it was, they didn't have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So that trip was a lot more, probably a lot more perilous. 
But the test of the waters, and, and the Holy Spirit, he whispered to me, oh yeah, the waters of Meribah test. That's kind of what it's like. He tests their hearts, the waters. Well, it's interesting to me. I had never heard any of that. I'd only read Teresa Avila talk about the anterior castles. But when I saw it, it's that it was all red, the red mansion, right? Jared's castle. So if you want to go back through the Joel's Bar archives, if you're looking at Sixth Mansion, all the stuff about Jared, or to search for Jared and all the signs and wonders in the Red Letter Ministries Facebook group, and you can do a little study there. That'll help you prepare for the test and all the things we were posting about in that time in regards to sanctification and holiness. That'll help you. But it all looked like liquid. I was like, whoa, this one's all liquid, but it looked, it was red. And so I didn't say it was water. When I looked at it, I said, it's blood. <laughs> and, oh, well, yeah, because they threw, they put Jesus into the waters. Mm -hmm. The blood of Jesus. So it's not the bitter waters. Mm -hmm. But make sure you pass the test of the waters when you get to the sixth mansion. And when you, and remember that you may feel like you're like, wow, I'm, I'm holy. You're becoming holy in the sixth mansion. I would say out of all of the entire journey, when you're working through that first tree in the spirit, when you get to the sixth, like fifth, fifth be discerning of all the angels, especially because they'll, you know, but the sixth mansion, guard holiness like your life depends on it because it's a critical time, that time for you. I mean, just if it's anything in question, just cut it out. Like really defend, you know, your inbox, your what goes in your eyes, what goes in your ears. Get really over-selective about what you put in because that is the time of testing and trial that you're going to be solidified and be considered holy uh, when you enter into the seventh mansion. So, And you're like, oh, why didn't you guys post online so much about, oh, we're in the seventh mansion? By the time you get to the first level of the seventh man mansion, you're not over the top. I mean, it's amazing, but you're not like, hey, everybody, I'm in the seventh mansion. I'm in the seventh mansion. No, 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 because you realize you're going to make this trip again and again and again. And it's just that first level. And you treasure it. So understand, you know, it's kind of part of that mapping out, you know, those were pathfinders to help you navigate and see what you're going to deal with along the way so you can be informed to make better decisions and listen to the Holy Ghost because the spiritual apathy is going to be your worst enemy. And anytime you let your guard down, because there's not a lot of population, like Bob Jones says, they'll be populated. The curses will be removed off of them. But you're traversing through cursed planets for them to be circumcised from within you. So it's not a good time to let your guard down. When Nehemiah was building, what do they do? Hand on your sword at all times, while you sleep, while you drink, while you eat. That's just the nature of the time that you're in and the building that we're doing. There'll be a time where the breaches gap, the gap is breached, the breach is fixed. <laughs> it's fixed. And the walls are built up and it's populated and it's cleansed. And then you be able to do a little bit more, you know, things like, you know, you'll, mm -hmm. you'll be able to kind of relax with the sword. But I would say for now, we're pioneering, we're building. Hand on the sword means on the word of God at all times. You enter into his rest, you know, enjoy the Sabbath. But it's about getting to be a holy soul. Now, a holy soul, the tree that we're working in right now, they call that neshama. So even though God and the angels consider us to be holy where we're at right now, 
there's still more sanctification. It's still, you're still going, it's like when you, once you enter the glory, you go glory to glory. You become holy, and now you're progressively becoming more and more holy. We're not perfect yet still. I mean, it's, it's an honor, and it's really, it's a great thing to be considered a holy being, considering where we're coming from in the curse of the fall. But there's still that sanctification. Now, Berea of Yetzirah, that tree we're working in now, that is what is considered the holy soul. Spirit and, I wrote a poem a long time ago, you probably, maybe you remember it. Spirit and breath united as one. It's the nefesh being sanctified to be a clothing for the, the ruach. The two of those united together and you have a holy soul. And as you go up, you'll find in one of those layers, there's a spark in your soul that only mankind can have. It's a piece of God himself. And that's the potential for being like God in your soul. That is the point, that is a point of jealousy of the fallen angels. That's what separates you from the animals. And that's why even though angels tend to have, they're more spiritual, but the human being has the potential to be more godlike, being sons of God. There's that potential. So he was made lower than the angels for a time. And then he shows us the way back to the Father to grow up like a tree in the garden into that God-likeness that was originally intended that's still a part in the soul. But it's not going to shine through until all those shells come off of you, mm -hmm. that darkness, the outer layer, circumcised mm -hmm. off of sapphire stones. Interesting. I just saw a vision of this documentary that I watched yesterday about they had a, a species of butterfly that had nearly gone extinct in the world oh. called blue butterflies oh. and now they've repopulated and they've filled the countryside of England and the United Kingdom and uh, how this thing just gorges and it literally cocoons for a full year I never heard of anything like that it cocoons for a year and it it's it cocoons all through the winter so it's it's like and it's underground when this thing like burrows and it's it comes out and it's this gigantic blue butterfly it what was, kind of color blue is it <laughs> uh let's um, say yeah. close to royal blue like a royal blue does yeah. it have other colors too yeah it's got some gray on its wings and stuff any purple no purple no just purple all blue but i was seeing that royal blue come forth but I don't think that's common to butterflies that's that crazy. long of a cocoon. A, year a long. one year long cocoon, guys. And so I believe the Spirit that's of God crazy. is saying now that the blue butterflies are, are coming out of cocoon. Wow, butterflies have been a theme lately, too. So we have the blue butterflies and the okay. rain. I was uh, in the elevator today, and the manager said to me, It's, it's going to rain today. And they're predicting snowstorms. So I said, That's kind of a curious thing today. And we had a sister say she was watching the master class and it was raining liquid diamond on her. And then another sister had just posted on the Facebook group 
about how God's word rains from Deuteronomy 32. Your, your word is like light rain upon tender mown grass. And so you see how the Spirit is speaking through the whole group of the remnant. And he's speaking rain right now. I believe it's this verse in Ezekiel. I will send down showers in season. There will be showers of blessings, says the Lord. Mm. The rain and the latter rain, a time of refreshment has come from Zion. We are, not that we're weary or anything, but we have had tremendous battles in this remnant Mm -hmm. the last year, more than anything in our entire lives combined. What we have battled in the last six, seven months since entering into cosmic righteousness is the highest level of opposition and warfare I've ever faced in my life. And so there, you must believe that God's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. We are coming into a season of rewards, of rain and a butterfly, which means living underground in the cocoon, the shells coming off, and the enjoyment of the rain and the light and the sky and the clean, fresh, new air and the Ruach and the breath of life and all these things that the spirit of prophecy has been saying lately are going to be experienced fresh and new for this remnant. I'm speaking to you now in Red Letter Ministries this spring of 2023. Rain and blue butterflies in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for doing it. We thank you for a people that have persevered under trial. How do you come into the rain and to the blue butterfly? Perseverance under trial. It was a year of trial, a year of perseverance, of really, really intense opposition from a lot of people. A very small amount of people in encouragement and in in just being a blessing. Most people being a curse. The majority in opposition and the minority in agreement. But nevertheless, you persevere under trial until you get the breakthrough and the blessing at the end of the cocooning stage. Metamorphosis unto brand new birth. And the birthing is into these new rains. And I believe we're stepping into latter rains, which means it's a, an abundance of supernatural outflowing brightness of God's Word. The, really the theme today, you see the light of the Word the living water, the cosmic sphere, and there's such a realm of wine and the second heavens new wine. There's a wine of the second heavens that's going to be greater than anything of revival or Christianity or whatever you've ever known on the earth. I'm telling you, it's going to come forth. It'll be so strong. It'll be absolutely perfect angelic in a new heavens. Pour down. And it's going to rain down upon the whole earth. It's going to be a season of the celebration of the few overcomers. Think about it with Elijah. Only Elijah, very few people in Israel could rejoice over the destruction of the majority of the people that were serving the devil in Elijah's day. It's exactly the same today. And they were all prophetic. And they were all spiritual. But they were prophetic in the false prophet and they were spiritual in the Antichrist. But the Elijah remnant that has the word, the light, and the river that has ascended with it and not settled in the earthly, but ascended into the heavenly, is coming into a blue butterfly season. And they shall reign. Revelation 5.10, They shall reign with me over the earth for a thousand years. And we thank you for it, Lord. Amen. Heavens, (laughs) pour down, pour down rain. Let our teaching pour down like rain. Deuteronomy. Hey. 
that the heavens open up and pour out righteousness is being restored. It's raining, it's already raining. And the vision in your season of metamorphosis is going to take even some of you into the seer dimension. Mm. From vision to walking in the seer dimension to walking in the spirit and to seeing clearly and hearing because you'll have new eyes, wings full of eyes, ears open and attaining a holy soul in Jesus name. Amen. Bless you guys. Love you. Just pray a blessing upon your minds to be at peace in the rain and what the Holy Spirit and the angels are doing towards your souls, raising you up, restoring your souls, illuminating your path in the Word of God, increasing the light and the clarity inside your hearts. I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for His light to shine through the Word of God and the Spirit of God inside all of your hearts. Shine ever brighter, rise ever higher, and outpour the latter rain over all the earth. Amen. Amen. I'll see you guys tomorrow. If you'd like to support Red Letter Ministries, become a tither and a consistent giver. Advance the kingdom with us. Father, raise up partners for Red Letter Ministries. Speak to each and every one how they should partner and encourage them to give. Bless them as they give. Prosper them. Open the heavens and pour out blessings as they give according to your word. I pray for the prosperity of all of you who serve the Holy Spirit. As it is written, God rejoices in the prosperity of of his servant or the ones who serve him so those that are serving him let them prosper let your angels be empowered to prosper you physically and financially in every direction to the north south east and west blessings come to you and prosper you doors opening for you for promotion and increase Every area of sorrow where there's no grace burned away in this new season. Cocooned away, burned away in the cocoon today and peeled back and blown away by the Ruach of Jesus Christ. For new life and new vegetation and new fruitfulness and new prosperity, new breakthroughs, new marketplace revivals, New doors opening of opportunity to fulfill the desires of your heart from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And the confidence to step through the doors and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to perform the acts through these new doors opening for you for greater prosperity. In Jesus' name. If anyone is in a rut, I just pray that it gets shaken up and tossed up and brought into new realms. Let your angels grab you and ascend on wings as eagles. I pray for the eagles to come, just like Lord of the Rings. They come and they grab you when you're stuck. 
<laughs> when you're in a position where it's just a dead end, the eagles will come. It is written in the word. The eagles will come and cause you to soar on the heights, taking you over barriers, breaking through walls into new realms of favor, grace, prosperity, abundant life, and complete and perfected joy in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. some versions say cream so I put them together and then it says and the rivers that uh, the rock poured out rivers of oil for me so this is butter and cream and cream and butter well butter and cream and the cream and the butter and the butter and the cream and the cream and the butter butter and the cream and the cream and the butter for me and today well butter and cream and cream and butter Come on. So it's quite a bit faster. Butter and cream. 